listen for in-depth knowledge of the sci-fi world. You listen for information about sci-fi collectibles. You listen for in-depth analysis of sci-fi episodes and movies. And you listen for entertainment. Welcome to the Treks and Sci-Fi Podcast. Master Sergeant Rico, begin your mission now. Good luck. Great PG for Podcast Good. everyone and welcome to the treks in sci-fi podcast i'm rico your host this will be podcast number 140 for september the 23rd 2007 thanks to our vartok for this uh cool intro uh sort of a halo themed intro because of course for all the gamers out there halo 3 will be hitting the shelves in just a couple of days on september the 25th halo 3 comes out to and my uh, younger son, of course, is very excited. I, I've played the game just a slight amount. I'm not really that much into those kinds of games. But I know there's a lot of people out there uh, that like uh, Halo and shooters like that. So I'm sure you'll all be at your local Best Buys uh, on Tuesday. Or you've probably already got it on pre-order somewhere. Now, uh, this uh, this week's show is going to be just a little bit different than normal. Uh, just to let you know, this is going to be the uh, uh, comedy and spoofs in sci-fi show. I've For a long time, I've wanted to cover uh, all the various spoofs and movies and, and TV bits that they've done over the years in the sci-fi, Star Trek, uh, a little bit in Star Wars as well realms but uh, i just haven't had a chance to do it and pull, pull it all together but today uh, on this week's podcast that's my plan that's what we're going to do now a few things uh before we get started on this the first is uh there are uh some of the clips i'll be using for this show do contain some language that uh, i don't normally use on the show nothing uh uh, what I would consider extreme, but it's just there. I just want to point that out uh, to the listeners. So that's just a little bit of a, a difference. The uh, the other thing is we're we're probably just going to get right into uh, this on the comedy end. I got a couple of other things to cover before we get started, but not going to have a whole lot of other preamble. Uh, maybe a few things I should say. But not a lot of other news and things, just a little bit. Uh, but we'll be doing that in a second. So, And I probably won't have time to cover a collectible. We'll see how the show works out. Uh, but it's going to be pretty filled up, I think. I've got a pretty good list of movies and TV things to cover on this week's show. So that's how it's all going to shake out. Uh, I hope everyone uh, is ready to laugh a little bit. You know, this is uh, the podcast is fairly serious most of the time. I try to I try to lighten it up uh, occasionally and uh, never really take myself too seriously, of course. But this week, I think we're going to have a lot of fun, and it's kind of appropriate because tonight, uh, at least uh, the day I'm recording this, uh, this Sunday evening. 
in the States on Fox uh, starts the uh, new season premiere of Family Guy. And they are doing this one-hour Star Wars takeoff on the show, kind of redoing uh, Episode Four: A New Hope in Family Guy style. And the clips that have shown up so far online for this just look, uh, well, they look hilarious. I'm a big Family Guy fan, so I'm really looking forward to watching that tonight. We do have a, a few things to go through first before I get into all the comedy stuff. Uh, the first that I want to mention is uh, the T-shirt orders. They're winding down. Uh, I'm just, I've just got a couple of days left. I'm planning on uh, taking orders through tomorrow. Uh, that might get extended a couple of days. I mean, uh, September 24th was the date that I had set, the end of that uh, day, which will be Monday tomorrow. For t-shirt orders, but you know, shoot me an email at treksf at gmail.com if you uh, hear this podcast a couple days after that and still want to get an order in. I'll probably be placing the bulk order sometime later this coming week, and I'm sure I can still get your shirt ordered. Uh, so uh, if you'd like to place an order, though, go to the main website, treksf.com. Click on the T-shirt order link uh, up in the menu, and it will take you to the page. They're uh, a white T-shirt, double-sided, with uh, some lettering on the front and a logo on the back. I think they're going to come out really nice, and we will be getting those very soon. I'm going to do the bulk order, uh, like I said, later this week, and they should come. Usually it took a couple of weeks the last time I did this before I get the order, and then I'll be mailing those out to everyone that ordered a T-shirt. And... Uh, one last thing on that, I won't be doing another t-shirt order run for uh, at least probably until next spring or so, so if you would like a shirt, now is the time. And before too much more time goes in this week's show, I'd like to say a big happy birthday uh, wish to Kenny on the forums, who helps a lot with the forum uh, moderation and just overall with the podcast, always sending in great contributions and has been a good friend uh, of the podcast and myself for a long time. So happy birthday, Kenny from California. And to uh, sort of commemorate and celebrate that a little bit, here's a little message from Kenny in his uh, character uh, of Captain Quinn in RPG mode. So listen to this. Come in. Captain, we are ready to leave Starbase 515. Thank you, Lieutenant. Proceed. Aye, Captain. Computer, rock the Juno, please. Computer, begin recording communique. Dear recent graduate, allow me to congratulate you on your graduation from Starfleet Academy. The education and skills you have worked so hard to attain will take you far. The only thing that you lack is experience, and the only way to gain that experience is through an assignment. The mission of the USS Tiberius includes a commitment to diversity, and our campaign for new officers relies heavily on this dedication. I have personally reviewed countless applications for assignment aboard my ship, and have narrowed the candidates to a select number of very impressive individuals. I believe that you have the creativity, talent, and dedication required to make a supportive addition to our crew, and as such, I am pleased to formally offer you a position aboard the Tiberius. Here, you will strengthen your education and gain the experience needed to round out your Starfleet career while finding a family among the stars. To confirm your acceptance, Reply to this communique at the Treks and Sci-Fi Forum. 
Upon receipt of your acceptance, I will personally contact you with details of your assignment. If you have any questions or need assistance, please feel free to contact my assistant, Star Trek Fanatic 5, via personal message in the Treks and Sci-Fi forum. Again, my congratulations. Sincerely, Captain Nathaniel Jacob Quinn, USS Tiberius. Computer, in recording. And send the message. Captain, to the bridge, please. Well, thank you very much, Kenny, for that uh, very good message uh, from Captain Quinn. Uh, it's uh, in prelude to uh, the next season uh, of Adventures of the Tiberius on the forums at the website, uh, which, again, you can find at treksf.com. Click on the forums link there. Okay, a couple other bits of business to uh, finish up before, again, we hit the comedy uh, spoof of, of sci-fi over the years. Uh, the first thing I wanted to mention is, uh, of course, this in the, in the fall, in September, the cool thing about that is that a lot of new TV is starting up, and some returning shows are coming back, of course. Heroes, everyone I'm sure that uh, is uh, a big sci-fi fan out there that listens to the podcast is excited about that uh, returning tomorrow uh, on uh, NBC, uh, it'll be premiering at least in the States. I'm not sure if that premiere happens in other places of the world. If there are people out there that uh, listen to the podcast in other areas, uh, uh, please uh, send me an email or a voicemail at 206-66-66127 and let me know. Uh, I'd be curious when these shows first show up uh, in other countries. So that's... Uh, Anyway, we've got that going this week. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of new shows, I think, that look pretty good, too. Journeyman looks pretty good. Uh, There's this one called Moonlight about a vampire. And a lot of neat things coming up this week on television. Got uh, a clip here to play. Uh, We lost uh, a wonderful fantasy writer in the last week or so, uh, Robert Jordan, who is probably best known for creating that uh, very uh, large set of books volumes uh, i think he was up to about book uh, 12 maybe 13 something like that i kind of lost track frankly but robert jordan passed away uh he'd been sick for a while and uh he will definitely be missed uh, it's uh it's really sad when these kinds of things happen i had read that he had finished most of the last book or had written a good portion of it so i'm sure that that last book in the wheel of time series will make its way to the shelves at some point This message here is from the Duffster, who's our resident sci-fi and fantasy book geek, and he has some thoughts about Robert Jordan. Hey everyone, this is Duffster, and this is your Read More Fantasy Review. Today I'm commemorating this review, a a great author who passed away this week, Robert Jordan. And what we're going to talk about is the series of books called The Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time spans, at this point, 11 books. It's a uh, wonderful fantasy story about a young gentleman named Rand Althor, who is growing up in a small village called Edmonds Field, and a couple of his uh, uh, compadres that he grew up with. Uh, This is a great series of stories of good against evil. Um, There's, there's, well, you can imagine in 11 books currently, that there's a lot of intricate storylines weaving in and out. Um, Robert Jordan uh, did a great job of elevating a fantasy genre to a another level. Uh, before 
Robert Jordan, there's, there was plenty of good fantasy, but I don't think any of it had the breadth and depth that he has added to this whole genre. Um, he's going to be sorely missed, but it does look like there's good news. It does look like we'll see a, a, a closing of the episodes of the books with an issue 12 because he did a lot of dictating to his wife and his friends and wrote as much as he could to close out the series. So um, I just want to give a shout out to Robert Jordan. We're going to miss you and do yourself a favor. um, Even if you're not a big fantasy fan, pick up the first book guy of the world. Give it a shot. I think you're going to like it. So this is uh, Duffster and this week we're going to leave you with the following. Read more fantasy. Ta-ta. Thanks, Duffster, for that report uh, about Robert Jordan. I was close. It will be book 12 uh, when they get this last volume out. Uh, yeah, I've read, uh, I'm about halfway through the series. Uh, very good books, like uh, the Duffster said, uh, a lot of intricate detail, uh, a lot of backstories going on in them. Uh, really uh, very uh very well fleshed out. This is not uh, quick, easy reading, but it is worth it, I believe. And again, Robert Jordan, you will be missed. Okay, time to get into comedy. Comedy and spoofs and skits and all kinds of bloopers from the realms of sci-fi in TV, movies, and all that. Uh, you know, the great thing about uh, sci-fi, I think, uh, even uh, it has its own little uh, genre or subgenre of all this spoof uh, and comedy stuff. It really has the ability to make fun of itself, which is great. Uh, one of my first uh, sort of uh, experiences with this was going to some of the early Star Trek conventions that I would go to, and they would play uh, actual film uh, film projectors would project on a screen old Star Trek bloopers from the original series. You know, this was, again, way before videotape, DVDs, all that, uh, if you can imagine that. <laughs> so they would play these, and, you know, the quality uh, of these bloopers wasn't that great to begin with. So on top of that, you're seeing these on a projected uh, screen in a not a very, you know, certainly not any kind of a theater setting. So, it was sometimes very hard to pick up the audio, what was going on, but just the visuals of it were pretty funny as well. A lot of people slamming into doors, you know, all the doors on the Enterprise. Yeah, they never opened properly. It was always, you know, those things were all manually controlled by another guy that would get a cue, and you would have to open the door at a particular point in time, but people would go walking right at the door expecting it to open, and it wouldn't sometimes. So they would, there were a lot of crashes into doors in these bloopers, a lot of the other things. And the nice thing uh, these days is you just hop on YouTube, uh, which I spent some time on last night uh, gathering up some clips and things. You can see a lot of this stuff. Star Trek bloopers from both the original series, uh, Next Generation, Voyager, Deep Space Nine even. Lots of stuff like that uh, is available now. And it's uh, it's pretty funny. The, the tricky thing in putting together uh, today's podcast was finding out uh, or deciding, I should say, not finding out, but deciding what to include and what not to include uh, just uh, so everyone won't be writing lots of emails to me. That's treksf at gmail.com. It's... Uh, this uh, today's show will not be any uh, anywhere near any kind of comprehensive end all be all of all the comedy that's been done in the sci fi realm uh, over the years. There's no way to cover that. Uh, 
In fact, I can already tell you that there won't be much Star Wars talked about or in this show uh, as far as the comedy, even though that's really been uh, a big uh, comedy element for a lot of uh, shows. I do have a few bits to play about that, which we'll get to later on, but not as much. More on Trek and then movies and a little bit on TV. So that's that's what we'll be covering. But to start us off, let's play uh, one of the Trek uh, original series blooper reels. I, I collected the audio. Now, uh, the quality isn't the best, and a lot of this stuff is visual, so you'll just have to listen to the words. I tried to edit out a little bit of the stuff was just, you know, like slamming into doors, things that were people tripping and that. Uh, but there's still a little of that in here. Most of the uh, stuff I tried to keep were the actual words and lines that they flubbed. And a lot of that's what these bloopers are, where people try to say a certain line and they miss it and mess it up, uh, that kind of stuff. So listen in to uh, one of the original series blooper reels. <laughs> Lieutenant, notify Starfleet as to our... Go. Lieutenant, notify... <laughs> Enterprise calling Starbase 6. Come in, Starbase 6. Starbase 6, here. Hi, y'all, sugar. Okay. Bob Jessman, I'm going home now. I'm going to spend three hours on the makeup table putting this makeup back on. And it's your fault. Spark to Enterprise. Spark to Enterprise. Come in, Enterprise. Enterprise, Lieutenant Uhura. <laughs> <laughs> this here is the heater, boss. I don't know what this thing is. If they refuse to move out on cue, screw them. <laughs> Save it, please. Second mark. Have no fear. Sarkon is here. <laughs> position. We're locked onto your coordinates. We are prepared to beam you aboard. Captain, you forgot all about the environment and all that stuff. Do you want to really do that? (laughs) David. Yeah, that's uh, that's some funny stuff there. I urge everyone, if you've never seen these, definitely go to youtube.com Search for Star Trek bloopers, and you'll get a whole bunch of them that'll pop up. you got to really see them to uh, to appreciate some of the gags. It's, uh, you know, there'll be uh, a, a guy there, if you heard it during the clip, that'll say, save it. You know, that would have been one of the uh, producers on, on set when they were filming and saying, hey, let's save that for a blooper reel. And typically for Trek... Uh, what they would do with these blooper reels, they were never, back in these days, now they show up on DVDs, you know, bloopers for movies. They even put them at the end credits. Uh, I know, like, the Rush Hour films do that. They put the bloopers at the end. 
of the movie so people can see them as they're even walking out of the movie during the credits. But uh, in the old days, these were never really, you know, they were never meant to to be seen by the public. So they, they would collect the bloopers and they would show them to the cast at p- different parties during the year. You know, they'd have a end of the year party or a Christmas party and they'd pull out these blooper reels while everyone, you know, had a little drink in their hand and they would probably look a little funnier even then but that's what they were really originally used for for the cast and crew to see and not for the general public but over the years it became more popular various tv shows and movies would start to show these to the people and i think there was a lot of concern that uh, if people saw these actors flub up things in their lines and that somehow that would break that fourth wall or whatever it's called and people wouldn't be wouldn't believe in the show or the movie anymore but uh, i think what people have realized over the years is that the audience is a lot more sophisticated than that and they can enjoy these bloopers and and jokes and things and still uh, also enjoy the movie and it doesn't really ruin the effect at all it never has for me at least you know when i see a show uh, of star trek from the original series I don't really immediately think that, oh, here's a guy who's going to run into the wall or or that's where the scene this happened. Occasionally, you know, I, I recognize where the blooper came from, but it doesn't ruin the show itself for me, at least. Uh, anyway, let's move on. I've got another. This is a little longer. This is about three minutes, but I, I thought it was kind of fun to play. Got another blooper, a Trek blooper I wanted to play. Uh, this one's more from a Next Generation, so listen to this. I'm blanking. Why not forget your lines? Reverse at the field generator. Screw up your line. I have some business here concerning your health, sir. Nice to see you, Wesley. What what have you been gotta get the uh Nice to see you, Wesley. Data. What? We need the engine back online in a hurry, remember? Oh, yeah, I remember, too. So, Data, if you don't mind... We have no time for courtesy. Get the damn cop. What are they called? Those things. Get them in there. Fix it now. Another passers-by of hostile tenter. Obviously, we've underestimated... how can we best go about it? Delay my previous order. Transporter to Chief Vigor. Right. What's a knockout like you doing in a computer tune? I came from a completely failed colony. What am I saying? Wait a minute. But it was to do, had everything to do with men. Uh, Jump in there, cause. Does it? But if they don't know what the Ferengi are up to, what good is it for them to sit the thick? Ah, I see where you're going. We drop shit. Riker! Shit! What was that like? Yes. We are receiving no shit. You would not be upset to... Data, I grew up on a... You are a stargazer. For God's sakes, Mary, they built this thing in Bedford Falls. <laughs> Newton French means. Oh, for God's sakes. She's caught. Help me, Captain. Mr. Lee. 
Beach called twice, and there's a lady named Bradley waiting in your office. <laughs> so that's what I... It, 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 we play this. I, I don't know what I'm saying. They are still as efficient as ever. Then, then the hostages, then the, then the hostages will die. You have seen how my executioners were. Cut for a second. The captain, that thing was killing my people. Yeah. I told them. Shut up. It's wet. Explain the delay. To be precise, Commander, you ordered me to reach the neutral zone before it is too late. After relieving Lieutenant, L Lieutenant Laporte. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Do you wish to petition? We do. We have reason to believe that... <laughs> yeah, so there, you know, you get a little more of a taste of the Next Generation crew having a good time on on the set. Uh, Brent Spiner, especially, who plays Data, of course, seems to always have a good time. He he's a, I think he's a bit of a natural comedian, and to play the uh, role of an android Data was probably very difficult, you know, because he has such a comedic personality he always had to kind of be the straight man but he's the one that does the jimmy stewart impression there about uh bedford falls and the stargazer he's he's really good at that so uh that's a lot of fun uh, you know these there are several others up there there's a a good ds9 voyager one that uh i'm not gonna really play at this point but uh check youtube out for a lot of these star trek bloopers i did want to get into a little bit of uh TV shows, and we'll, we'll slide those in at this point, uh, at least older ones. The one I want to mention uh, that a lot of people may not have heard of, there was a TV show back in 1977. It uh, came out uh, just after Star Wars, the original Star Wars movie was released. Uh, a TV show called Quark, which was a, a very much a Star Trek takeoff uh, TV show. Starred Richard Benjamin, uh, Tim Thomerson. Uh, was in it also. He played a character of Gene Gene. And uh, basically, they, they drove around the galaxy in this garbage scow and picked up trash. It was uh, it didn't last very long. It, it was only on a season. I've got a, a clip here to play of it, uh, about a minute and a minute and a half long. Uh, but this uh, it's not out on DVD, and uh, I'm hoping they will release it. It's kind of a little dated now, but it's got some funny bits. And again, it's very much a uh, kind of a Star Trek uh, spoof. So listen to this. Garbage, the final frontier. But no matter what our task, I know my able and loyal crew will approach the assignment with their usual efficiency and determination. I hate this mission. Gene! It's a piece of space fluff. I'm telling you, Commander, I gotta break me some heads, get me some gorgies, crush some slime people. Yeah. Well, we all have to keep busy, Gene. Starboard. We're nowhere near the Belcro yet. Make contact. Have them identify themselves. Commander, they've jammed our signals and are speeding away from us. Sounds like they've got something to hide. Well, let's go get them, Commander. I'll decide that, Gene. Ficus, which regulation do you think applies in this situation? A United Galaxy commander may elect to board and search any vessel not responding to an inquiry. Bettys, let's go get them. We'll catch them, Commander. Way to go, little space buddy. Little space buddy? Look, 
those guys a lesson they'll never forget. Right, Commander? Sure, Gene. Ficus, have you got a reading on that ship yet? It appears they are approximately 20 times bigger than we are, have six photon death rays, and a deflector shield which our weapons cannot penetrate. Our weapons cannot penetrate? Sir, we couldn't interrupt a small dinner party on that ship. Betty's, turn the ship around. Commander, I thought you said we were going to teach them a lesson. I think they've learned their lesson, Gene. <laughs> Betty's, turn it around. It's it's interesting. I think a couple of years ago, was it on the UPN network? I, I can't remember the name of the show. I didn't really watch it, but there was another star, you know, space Star Trek type spoof where they were in around the galaxy collecting trash, I believe. Uh, maybe somebody will email me with the name of that show. I think uh, it didn't last very long either. I think I watched one episode. It, it, it's very difficult to make a, a comedy thing like this, a comedy spoof show. Uh, week after week, I, it, it's very hard for that and tricky for that to work. You know, do you go really full out comedy? Do you keep drama in there regular and then just have some funny bits happen? I think it works better in short bursts, like they do uh, for a movie or an individual episode of a TV show or the bloopers that I've been playing. I, I think to sustain it week after week uh, for show after show is is kind of tricky. The next thing I'd like to play. This is a classic uh, in the realm of uh, uh, skits in, in you know the funny end of sci-fi. This is the classic Shatner bit on Saturday Night Live where he uh, tells uh, all these kids and, and people out at a Star Trek convention to get a life. Uh, most of you have probably heard this before, but I think it's worth playing. I love it. It's one of my favorites, so listen to this. I answer any more questions. There's something I wanted to say. I... I... Having received all your letters over the years, and, 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 and I've spoken to many of you, and some of you have traveled, you know, hundreds of miles uh, to be here, I'd just like to say, get a life, will you, people? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I mean for, for crying out loud, it's, it's just a TV show. <laughs> I mean, look at you. Look at the way you're dressed. <laughs> You, 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 you've turned an enjoyable little job that I did as a lark for a few uh, years into a colossal waste of time. I mean, I mean, how old are you people? What have you done with yourselves? You, you, you must be almost 30. Have you, have you ever kissed a girl? I, I didn't think so. There's a, there's a whole world out there. When I was your age, I didn't watch television. I live. So move out of your parents' basement. <laughs> and get your own apartments and, and grow the hell up. I mean, it's just a TV show, damn it. It's just a TV show. Are, are you saying then that we should pay more attention to the movies? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Hey, you guys are the lamest bunch. Of, I mean, I've never seen. I can't believe these people. I mean, I, I really can't understand what they're saying here. I mean, <laughs> uh, that was William Shatner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'd like to remind you, uh, Trekkers, that we, uh, we have some fine refreshments from all over the galaxy. Coke, Diet Coke, Bubble Up, Orange, I believe. We... Of course, that speech was a recreation of the evil Captain Kirk. Uh, from episode um, 37. Uh, the name of the, of the enemy within. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank you, and... And, and live long and prosperous, so everybody, you know, set your faces on stun, because this convention's ahead, War Factor 9, you know? Right, all right, War Factor 9. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's great stuff. I love that every time I see it. And Shatner is, is probably one of the biggest hams, you know, everyone knows. And he is uh, at least uh, very, uh, you know, the great thing about the Shat, about William Shatner, is that he really can make fun of himself in these skits. Uh, there's a movie uh, that he did called Free Enterprise, uh, which I'm going to play here in a little bit, uh, where he... Uh, he really spoofs himself uh, quite a bit, and you got to hand it to a guy that can make fun of himself and, and doesn't have a problem uh, about that. Anyway, uh, the next thing I'd like to play here, I got a little uh, uh, voice message from the Duster, another recording from him. Uh, he talks about a show called Red Dwarf, uh, which I've only seen a few episodes over the years of, so I didn't really feel uh, uh, up to commenting much on it, but I'll leave that to the Duster. So listen to his uh, audio uh, file here. Hey, Rico, it's Duster, and I just wanted to give my comments on comedy sci-fi. Uh, I just wanted to uh, mention that uh, my favorite comedy sci-fi series was uh, Red Dwarf. It's a really funny, great series, and I uh, hope you'll talk about it. I, I love Lister and Rimmer and Cat and Crichton, and uh, uh, I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, have a good one. Bye. Well, thanks for that, Duffster. Uh, like I said, I, I never really saw much of Red Dwarf. Uh, I caught it a few times uh, I, when it was syndicated. Uh, I haven't seen it in a lot of years on on the air. I do believe it's out on uh, video, though, that can be picked up. Uh, I know it used to be on VHS, probably on DVD now as well. So, yeah, I'll have to check out more of that. Thanks for your comments. The next thing I want to cover, Spaceballs. We have to cover Spaceballs. From 1987, uh, Mel Brooks film. Uh, you know, Mel Brooks put out a lot of funny stuff over the years. Blazing Saddles, uh, Spaceballs, of course, Young Frankenstein. He really had a talent for for making some funny things and some timely uh, uh, classics. Uh, you know, some of these are, are still funny today. Uh, this one is is really a direct Star Wars spoof and ripoff in a way. I, I guess I have to use that word. Uh, I mean, he has characters called Dark Helmet in it, uh, Yogurt, who looks like Yoda. Uh, it, you know, he was in the movie. Mel Brooks showed up in a lot of his movies. Rick Moranis played Dark Helmet. Bill Pullman was a character called Lone Star, kind of a Han Solo character. Uh, we had Princess Vespa, played by Daphne Zunuga. Uh, John Candy was in this movie. He was kind of a dog, like Chewbacca character. Lots of neat stuff, and I've got a few clips here to play. Uh, let's play the first one. It's no use, sir. We're searched everywhere. Wait. I feel the presence of the Schwartz. The Schwartz? Yes. It's coming from somewhere down there. You're right, sir. There's a secret entrance here. And look at this insignia. It's a Y. Yogurt. Yogurt. I hate yogurt. Even with strawberries. I'll call for the attack squad, sir. No, no, no. We can't go in there. Yogurt has the Schwartz. It's far too powerful. But, sir, your ring. Don't you have the Schwartz, too? No, he got the upside. I got the downside. See, there's two sides to every Schwartz. <laughs> then how are we going to go in there and get her? We will not go in there. She will come out to us. Yeah, that's good uh, Good stuff. Rick Moranis there in that scene as uh, Dark Helmet again. And, you know, they talk about the Schwartz, which, is, of course, is the Force. And yogurt uh, is Mel Brooks made up to look a lot like Yoda. 
this uh, very funny movie. Uh, I've got another clip, and then we've got an audio entry from uh, some listeners uh, talking about this. So let me play the next clip from the movie, uh, Spaceballs. This is, of course, the classic uh, part of the movie where they hit ludicrous speed. So listen to this. That's not all he's lost. Ludicrous speed! <gasps> ludicrous speed? Sir, we've never gone that fast before. I don't know if the ship can take it. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? Prepare ship! Prepare ship for ludicrous speed! Fasten all seatbelts! Seal all entrances and exits! Close all shops in the mall! Cancel the free ring circus! Secure all animals in the zoo! Give me that, you petty excuse for an officer! Now hear this! Ludicrous speed! Sir, had you better buckle up? Ah, buckle this! Ludicrous speed! Go! This movie is a lot of fun. Definitely check it out if you've never seen Spaceballs. Uh, it's uh, 20, uh, 20 years old now. came out in 1987. And here is uh, Joe and Fran. Uh, Joe, who's Billy Bob on the forums, uh, talking about Spaceballs. Hi, this is Joe from Ottawa, Billy Bob 476 on the forums. And I'm here with my wife, Fran. Say hi, Fran. Hello. And uh, we're here to talk about uh, Spaceballs. All right, so Fran, what's your favorite part of Spaceballs? The desert. Absolutely the desert. Where, who's that, like, the pretty girl robot? The Virgin Alarm scene? You remember that one? Yeah, I remember the Virgin Alarm. That's, that's Dot Matrix. Okay, well, my memory's not as good as yours. But I enjoyed that. My Virgin Alarm is not up for you, before you do. Yeah, see, that's pretty funny. And honestly, you know, maybe it's embarrassing to say, but when I was a kid, I really didn't get that joke i just thought haha that's cute you know they're they're gonna kiss and she stops them and that's funny but i didn't really get the whole connotation and i was just overly sexualized at that age i probably watched a little bit too far too many when it's beverly hills and i was going episodes yeah what'd you like dylan no brandon uh brandon well anyways i think my favorite part from when i was younger would probably be the uh the ludicrous speed part i always enjoyed that yeah, that was pretty stupid, especially when he goes flying into the screen and then asks everyone if he wants coffee and passes out. No, that was a, he, he actually asked for a cigarette. Smoke if you got him. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well. You know, we, can't, we can't all have vivid memory like I do. Or watch movies many times as you did. I do watch movies many times, but I guess that's what makes me a big geek. Now, Fran, what did you think at the end of you know, the final battle and like Mega Maid and the, you know, the fighting with the Schwartzes and, and all that? Mega Maid. I wish I had Mega Maid in my house. I wish you could suck all the dirt from the apartment. Then I might change her to from suck to blow and I might make a big mess. Either or would be good at this point. Oh, I guess the apartment isn't as clean as it could be. So uh, after that deep analysis, I guess uh, my final grade for uh, for Spaceballs on, on 10 would probably be uh, up a 9.5. You know, it's probably one of the, the funniest movies I've seen in my life. Uh, Fran, what about you? Grade on 10? Well, it was a good satire of Star Wars, but you know what? In, in reality, I saw that movie before I saw Star Wars, so I just like Bill for Bill. Oh, you gotta love Bill Pullman, good old Lone Star, and. But you know what? Now, when I look at Bill, he really wasn't that hot. 
Well, you can't have it all. Sometimes, uh, you know, childhood memories should remain childhood memories. I absolutely agree. Bill, you're a great actor. Well, thanks a lot, Joe and Fran, for your uh, talking and, and take on uh, Spaceballs. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a real fun movie and definitely a lot of fun if you're a Star Wars fan. I think uh, you have to like uh, that kind of stuff a little bit to enjoy this movie. Uh, let's move on. The next uh, film here in our uh, look at sci-fi uh, and comedy and spoofs and things is called Free Enterprise. This movie is uh, to me, uh, a lot of fun, and it's not even just so much of a comedy, but it kind of really hits home for the geeks out there, I think. It's basically a couple of filmmakers, uh, Mark and Robert. One of the guys is uh, played by Eric McCormick, who everyone knows from Will and Grace. These guys uh, are basically big Trek fans, and they want to get their own uh, movie going, and uh one of the things they would love, you know, they're, they're, they basically idolize William Shatner, Captain Kirk. And they actually run into uh, William Shatner playing himself in this movie. They run into him in a bookstore. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, there are a lot of classic things that happen in this movie. If you're uh, a collector like myself, it's especially fun. Uh, there's a girl that one of the guys meets, and she gets him this, uh, this Star Trek collectible that he really loves for... Uh, I think it's for Christmas, and uh, anyway, there's just a lot of neat, really nice stuff in this. I think there's a yeah, a couple editions of this movie that have come out. Uh, there's a new uh, sort of deluxe extended edition that's out on DVD, so check that out. I've got uh, uh, one uh, set of clips to play for this. Uh, it's two clips together in one. It's basically the movie trailer, so listen to this. Uh, these clips about Free Enterprise. It's you. I do believe it's me. Oh, my God. Mr. Shatner, you are the greatest American actor ever. I'm a Canadian. I better get out of here before he beams in. I didn't beam you. I'm not really a jerk, you know. Doesn't you understand who you are? I'm one of the top ten imaginary friends kids have. Lawrence Olivier of the Airways. Shatner is, was, and ever shall be Kirk to me. Am I cool? No one will ever believe this. Free Enterprise. Love long and party. In theaters now. From Regent Entertainment. Free Enterprise. The movie sci-fi fans have been waiting for. He said that Han Solo was cooler than Captain Kirk. Kick the little ass. Meet Mark and Robert, two lifelong Star Trek fanatics struggling with life, love, turning 30, and having their dreams shattered after finally meeting their idol. It's Bill. He's perusing porno. Entertainment Weekly raves William Shatner exuberantly parodies his off-screen persona. I always use a stop up. Except in love scenes, I insist on doing those myself. Oh, yeah! Details Magazine says William Shatner rapping is way funnier than Bulwark. Tears, tears, tears. Love Long and Party. Will Embraces, Eric McCormick. Swingers, Patrick Van Horn. Mad TV's Phil Lamar. Rap artist, The Rated R. And William Shatner as Bill. Free Enterprise. Available on Unforeseen Music. Rated R under 17, not middle of In theaters now. Just to let you know, if you're if you haven't seen Free Enterprise, those uh, preview trailers to me are not really well. They're not really representative of what the movie's all about. Uh, I think the movie's quite a bit better, and there's some some actual uh, meat to it and meaning in the movie that those trailers they make it sound like it's just a goofball swinger kind of movie. I don't know uh, how what they're really shooting for there, but I don't think uh, at, well. Definitely just check out Free Enterprise if you haven't seen it, because it's a lot of fun, and there's some great stuff in it. 
Okay, the uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is sort of a multifaceted uh, sci-fi uh, comedy spoof kind of uh, subject, and that is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. This, of course, started out as a series of novels uh, by uh, British author uh, Douglas Adams. Uh, he did a series of books in this uh uh, hitchhiker's realm i guess you could call it or or genre uh this uh the book the first one especially the hitch the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is just great the book and they've done a couple of uh tv series i think based off of it an audio drama for radio and they did a film a couple of years back in 2005 called of course the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and here's the trailer for that movie the standard repository for all knowledge and wisdom in the universe is called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And it has this to say about movie trailers. Movie trailers are designed to give you an idea of the film in question in a very short space of time. Typically, they begin with the introduction of a main character who will very shortly have something so utterly fantastic happen to him Arthur, what the hell are those things? that someone just had to make a movie about him. Attention, people of Earth. Your planet has been scheduled for demolition. Hang on, we're hitching a ride. Often this section is preceded by the words, in a world. But sometimes not. Trailers also normally employ a, a deep voice that sounds like a seven-foot-tall man who has been smoking cigarettes since childhood. <clears throat> the goal is to create a piece of advertising that's original and exciting. Far out! intelligent and provocative. In other words, lots of things blowing up. Occasionally interrupted by a girl in a bikini. That does absolutely nothing for me. Generally, trailers also feature heartless evil villains, hideous creatures, dolphins, physical violence, and of course, the promise of true love. Oh, for heaven's sake. And lastly, there is a final montage, often set to rock music. Let's do it! Come on! That is designed simply to blow away whatever synapses you have left in your brain. This culminates in a reveal of the main title, like so. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Followed by the release date, so that the audience might plan the next few months of their lives accordingly. Yeah, there you go with the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie trailer. Now, uh, I know there's some people out there that weren't really too thrilled with the movie uh, adaptation from the book, but I thought it was pretty good and pretty funny, uh, uh, they they emphasized a little bit more on the love story angle, uh, but uh, I really enjoyed it, and you should check it out from uh, just a couple years ago, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and, and the book, definitely read the book if you haven't read it ever. Okay, now we're moving on to probably the uh, what I consider uh, the best, and probably the maybe not just the laugh-out-loud, knee-slapping funniest of these, but the just the ultimate in, in sci-fi movie spoofs and and just fun just a really fun movie and well you know what here's the trailer for it and you'll know what it is in the far reaches of the galaxy 
A civilization is under siege. We are all that is left. They've searched the universe for a leader. Stay tuned for scenes from next week's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. You will save us. What they got. Never give up. And never surrender. We're struggling TV actors. You are our last hope. Where's my limo? Okie dokie. And they're about to put on a command performance. Eight million light years away. We are actors, not astronauts. You are our protectors. That was a hell of a thing. Now, Laredo, take us out. You gotta move to the right. Would you sit your ass down? You wanna drive this thing? Acting like heroes. The whole thing was just a misunderstanding. May not be enough. They look like little children. Hi, little guy. Oh, darn. DreamWorks Pictures presents... Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Galaxy Quest. You're just gonna have to kill it. We'll go for the mouth, the throat, his vulnerable spots. It's a rocket that not any vulnerable spots. Yeah, Galaxy Quest. This uh, this movie just gets everything right in the uh, you know spoofing a Star Trek and the whole struggling actor thing uh, from a. An old sci-fi TV show like Trek was, and the convention circuit. Uh, it's just got everything. It's from 1999. Uh, it uh, starred Tim Allen, who's a he's a big uh, geek, really. He likes Trek a lot, and uh, you can see that in a lot of different shows and and movies that he's done over the years. Sigourney Weaver, of course, from Aliens. Alan Rickman. Funny thing about Alan Rickman, he was the voice of Marvin in the Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to the Galaxy movie as well. He seems to turn up in these kinds of things. Another. Uh, guy in this uh, was also in a Hitchhiker's Guide movie, uh, Sam Rockwell, who plays the uh, kind of unknown red shirt character. They even put that in. His name is Guy Fliegman in the movie. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is in this. Uh, just uh, Justin Long, even, from those Apple commercials, who was just in that last Die Hard movie. He's, uh, he's the real geek here who knows all about the ship and, and the blueprint thing in the movie uh, Galaxy Quest. Just a lot of uh, fun, good stuff in this movie. And it's just, it's so cool. They get these transmissions out in space. They see this, you know, what appears to be this uh, very highly advanced crew of uh, space adventurers like Star Trek. And these aliens show up and say, hey, we need you to help us. And they whisk them away. It's it's just perfect. There was actually a Star Trek story like this in one of the early Star Trek uh, Voyages books, which were uh, scripts and, and stories written by uh, fans. And basically what it was, uh, on the set of uh, the original Star Trek, the actors hopped into the little transporter uh, beam, and instead of, uh, you know, you know, they were on set on the show, and they were whisked away to, uh, you know, the real Star Trek universe, kind of. They were switched, just like in the uh, episode Mirror, Mirror. Now I'm really sounding like a geek. <laughs> but uh, I'll, tr- I'll try to remember the name of that story and slip it into the podcast notes. It's a real good story, a lot of fun uh, it's got a long title, and I think, again, it was in the Star Trek uh, New Voyages uh, book, the first one that was put out. So, But anyway, uh, Galaxy Quest. Uh, I've got to play some comments. Kenny sent in some comments about this movie and, and some others. So listen to what Kenny has to say about Galaxy Quest. 
Hey Rico, it's Kenny from California. I just wanted to leave a quick message about one of my favorite Star Trek parody movies, and that would be Galaxy Quest. It's actually one of my favorite movies, uh, period, Star Trek parody or not. Um, it's just a funny, adventurous, you know, sci-fi spin type of movie. You know, it does uh, make fun of Star Trek and the actors, and but I think it does it in a fun way. It's not, it's not mean. It's actually, you know, kind of a cool way of, uh, of uh, making fun of something. But uh, it definitely is one of my favorite uh, movies. Uh, Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Alan Rickman, uh, they're all just fantastic. And um, it's just a fun movie. I can just pop that in and watch it over and over. Just because, you know, it's one of those types that it just makes you happy. You know, every time you watch it, it's just an enjoyable, fun you know, don't really have to think much. Just go along for the ride. And uh, sometimes you need those type of movies. And Galaxy Quest is definitely one of them. The other movies I'd like to talk about would be Trekkies and Trekkies 2. Uh, I'm actually a big fan of both movies. I thought Trekkies um, was a little meaner to the to the Star Trek fans. It showed the extreme. The, you know, the, the, the fans on the fringes. Um, and unfortunately, I could identify with some of the characteristics of some of them. But I thought Trekkies 2 was a huge uh, difference and a lot better movie. Um, I really enjoyed the international flair to see that uh, Trek has has captured the imagination of people all over the world. Not just in the United States. That there are Star Trek fans everywhere. Um, that the story was universal. So um, I really enjoyed both Trekkies and Trekkies 2. And I don't think they were, they were being too mean to the fans. There are, you know, extreme fans out there, but the majority of them, I think, would be, you know, fairly normal for fan standard. But uh, if you haven't watched Trekkies or Trekkies 2, definitely check those out there. Both fun movies. So those are three of my favorite Star Trek-ish type movies. Uh, Galaxy Quest, Trekkies 1, and Trekkies 2. Check them out if you haven't seen them. Thanks, Rico. Have a great day. Well, thanks very much, Kenny. I hope everyone uh, has been enjoying this uh, this show's uh, look at uh, sci-fi and Star Trek spoofs and bloopers and things. Got a couple last things, uh, uh, shows to cover. Uh, even though I said early on I wasn't going to cover them that much uh, or in the Star Wars vein, you know, there's been a lot uh, that's been done over the years. It usually shows up in skits on shows like Saturday Night Live uh, and uh, the current running shows out there. Uh, so we'll bring us up. I tried to do this uh, show today a little kind of chronologically, at least uh, somewhat. Uh, skipped around a little, but uh, talk about two uh, current shows, Robot Chicken and Family Guy. Both of these shows have a lot of Star Trek and Star Wars and other sci-fi references and spoofs in them. Uh, really hits home a lot of times, uh, both of them, with just little bits in, in various shows. They did a Wrath of Khan scene. Uh, at the, uh, the funeral uh, with uh, Family Guy characters, with Stewie on that show, if you know it. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, and Robot Chicken just, uh, well, they just had, not that long ago, a, a big Star Wars special. Uh, all uh, A whole half hour, which uh, Robot Chicken is usually just a 15-minute show. They did a whole half hour show on Star Wars. Uh, I think that was in August where it was first done. And, of course, I, I couldn't uh, end or um, finish this show off without playing my favorite uh, robot chicken skit uh, related to Star Wars. So uh, listen to this one. <laughs> so I threw the Senate at him. <laughs> the whole Senate. True story. Oh my God, that is so funny. He made it come out of my nose. 
Go for Papa Palpatine. You have a collect call from... Darth Vader. Ugh, I, I gotta take this. Hold on. Vader, how's my favorite Sith? Whoa, 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 whoa. Just slow down. Huh? What do you mean they blew up the Death Star? <laughs> oh, f***. Who's they? What the hell is an aluminum falcon? Okay, okay, so, so who's left? Are you me? Well, where are you? Wait a sec, you've been flying around for two weeks trying to get a signal? Oh, you must smell like feet wrapped in leathery burnt bacon. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I thought my Dark Lord of the Sith could protect a small thermal exhaust port that's only two meters wide. That thing wasn't even fully paid off yet. Do you have, do you have any idea what this is going to do to my credit? Ugh, hang on, I got another call. What? I'm very busy right now! Oh. Oh, well, well, where are they going? Huh, alright, um, just get me a turkey club. Uh, coleslaw, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to eat it. What, what, what are you getting? Yeah, see, I, I always order the wrong thing. No, 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 I'll just stick with that. Okay, bye. Wait, what? Oh, uh, cherry coke. Thanks. Sorry about that. What? Oh, oh, just rebuild it? Oh, that a real, real f***ing original. And who's gonna give me a loan, jackhole? You? You got an ATM on that torso light bright? Now get your seven-foot-two asthmatic ass back here, or I'm gonna tell everyone what a whiny bitch you were about Patamame or Panda Bear or whatever the hell her name is. Oh, jeez, he's crying. <laughs> hey, 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 come on, come on, don't do that. Just, just... Uh, look, I, you know, I'm just dealing with a lot of crap right now. Death Star blown up by a bunch of f***ing teenagers. You know, I didn't mean to snap. Uh, okay, uh, ju just get back here. Okay, okay, bye. I, yeah, I, I love you too. I just, I love that uh, clip and scene. You know, every time I hear it, I laugh. They've Robot Chicken has done a lot of really uh, funny. Uh, Star Wars, Star Trek uh, spoofs. They did this. Uh, uh, they did this spoof with just William Shatner's hairpiece that was running around. Uh, I just tons of stuff, and definitely check. Uh, you can find that out. Uh, just do some searches on YouTube again. Uh, just gotta love YouTube these days. You can see all this stuff uh, pretty easily there. The uh, what I was talking about uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, there is, of course, Family Guy's doing the Star Wars spoof. Uh, uh, the hour-long show tonight, uh, at least, uh, when this podcast is going out today on September the 23rd. Uh, they're doing this spoof tonight, and I'm sure it'll be rerun uh, a lot, but uh, it looks very funny. I've got a very short little clip from that that they're using uh, at fox.com uh, to advertise the show. Uh, so listen to this to give you a feel. And basically what they're doing is uh, a lot of the Family Guy characters are playing different parts in the in the Star Wars uh, you know, first movie. And uh, I also wanted to say there's a connection between uh, Robot Chicken and Family Guy, uh, some of the voice talent. Seth MacFarlane, of course, who uh, works on Family Guy, does a lot of the voices, is the creator of that show. He did, actually, in that last clip you heard, uh, he was doing the Emperor's voice there, uh, which is uh, pretty neat, I thought. And, uh, and Seth Green, uh, of course, who is one of the, the runners and creators of Robot Chicken, is the voice of... 
Chris on Family Guy. So there's a lot of interconnection there, and that just makes it all the much more fun. And uh, the nice thing about both these shows is they do get a lot of voice talent uh, from a lot of actors because uh, they've got a lot of connections and they've worked with different people. Uh, Seth Green, especially on Robot Chicken, has worked with, uh, you know, he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He gets Sarah Michelle Geller to do voices on his show. And uh, and also Seth MacFarlane does a, gets a lot of celebrity voices. He had Drew Barrymore on there quite a few times. Uh, and just a lot of different uh, people that uh, like to do these shows. And again, it's fun because they, they really uh, like to make fun of them, you know, of themselves a little bit at times. So, so anyway, here's the short clip from uh, tonight's Star Wars Family Guy special. Aren't you a little fat to be a stormtrooper? Well, stay here and rot, you stuck-up bitch. Wait, who are you? I'm Luke Skywalker. Me and Han Solo and Obi-Wan are here to rescue you. Wait, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. Suddenly I'm not so fat, huh? Yeah, that's uh, just a short little taste of uh, tonight's Family Guy Star Wars special. It's going to be great. Uh, You know, Seth MacFarlane, who does Family Guy, is a big Star Wars and Star Trek fan. He even guested on Enterprise uh, in an episode. So he was in engineering working for Trip. uh, and, uh, you know, these guys, Seth Green and Seth MacFarlane, these guys love the genre. They love the fans, the geeks, the these different shows. So it's not that they're, like Kenny was saying in his clip about the, you know, some of the things like in Trekkies, uh, and, and I don't think they were too severe in those movies, and those are good movies to see. But uh, these guys are just doing this stuff because they love it, and it's not to pick on it or to pick on the fans. And if everyone, uh, you know, had the ability to laugh at themselves and laugh, uh, you know, even at things that they really are loving and passionate about, it's all the better, I think. Uh, You can't take, you know, things too seriously or else, uh, well, that's at least my view. So kind of winding it down here a little bit. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this look. Uh, That was about it as far as clips that I've got. Uh, I know I didn't cover everything, and I'd like to probably revisit this in the future. There's a lot of also other fan-created content that's out there on YouTube and other sites. Uh, One of my favorites on YouTube is the Chad Vader series for Star Wars fan. If you have never seen that, uh, check it out, Chad Vader. I don't know. They've got five or six different uh, episodes up. Uh, It's basically about, I think it's supposed to be Darth Vader's brother or cousin, Chad, who works at a a grocery store. It's it's really fun. They do a great job with that. So check out YouTube for a lot more fun uh, in the sci-fi comedy realm. I'm going to take a very short break here. We've got one more RPG uh, little recruitment audio clip to play for you, and then I'll come back and wrap up the show. Vulcan Spice Tea. Hot. Computer, pause music. Begin recording communique. Dear applicant, A review of your Starfleet records indicates that you are an excellent candidate for assignment in the science department aboard the Tiberius. Your analytical and research skills would permit you to make a valuable contribution to our crew. I am pleased to recommend your appointment to Captain Quinn. Should he approve, your assignment is subject to an immediate confirmation of your acceptance of our offer. Upon receipt of your confirmation, I will personally contact you with the details of your transfer. Questions should be referred to my administrative assistant, Jen. You may reach her via personal message in the Trek SF forum 
Congratulations. Commander Savril, First Officer and CSO, USS Tiberius. Computer, stop recording. Send message to this applicant. Resume music. Thanks, Jen. Uh, Jen plays in the RPG game on the treksf.com uh, forums. She plays Commander Savril, a Vulcan, and uh, second-in-command of the Tiberius. And again, we're starting the fourth season of the Adventures of the Crew of the Tiberius. Uh, that will be starting in about a week. Uh, actually, less than that. I think a little bit less than a week. So check out the forums and check out the RPG game. Lots of fun and lots of good creative writing there by the folks. Okay, this is uh, going to just about do it for this week's edition of Treks in Sci-Fi. A couple of comments. Uh, one, you can always reach me uh, via email, treksf at gmail.com, uh, or the voicemail line, 206-6666-127. Always uh, great to get uh, listener comments and messages about the various things that you guys might be liking out there in books, movies, TV. Uh, looking forward to a lot of the new TV shows and what people uh, think about those. So send in some comments. Uh, next week's uh, podcast will be an interview show. This is uh, something uh, about the um, the group that's doing the continuing mission, Sebastian Pruth and uh, his uh, partner, Andy Tyrer. Uh, I did an interview with them yesterday. That's going to get edited up a little bit, and it will be out for next week's edition of the podcast. So that's coming up next weekend on the show. Uh, I think that's all I wanted to cover right now. Uh, I hope, again, everyone's enjoyed this different uh, type of show today, uh, sort of the sci-fi comedy blooper side of things, and uh, you know, just have fun and uh, enjoy. So until next time, everyone, enjoy the week. I'll t- talk did <laughs> oh need some more gatorade maybe maybe something a little stronger no everyone have a great week this is rico signing off for this week you're going to admit that tachyon ship beam ship it down to the ship and we'll ship it out of here here goes <laughs> it was fun at first gallivanting about the galaxy using my omnit i'm on my way Oh, it was fun at first, gallivanting around the galaxy, using my omitted... We'll be entering the wormhole in about an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I ain't got that long. I got about 15 minutes. Man, I ain't going in there. Find the time you haven't opened (laughs) it. It was fun at first, gallivanting around the galaxy, using my omit. Uh, Renee? Yes? Can I do this? Yes. Oh, <laughs> It's Paris and Janeway. How do you know? <laughs> Hail start. Fleet. At first, it was fun, gallivanting around the galaxy, using my um. Oh, man, enough already. Come on, get down!
bring them back to you. Now! Or what? What? You'll ravish me? No, it's not ravish, I'm sorry. I might. <laughs> This has been a Rick Dosty podcast production. You said don't talk fast, and that's how you show excitement. All right, talk a little faster. Okay, this has been a Rick Dosty podcast production. This podcast, copyright 2007, all rights reserved.